Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Thank you once again for joining the show, and we have a special guest today that we will be talking about um, Christ in um, the business world. And let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer, and then we'll begin today's show. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for another day. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, O oh God, that is made new every morning, Father. We pray ask, asking that you would send those from the north, south, east, and the west to hear your word on this podcast, O oh God. We pray, Father God, for those that are in need. We pray for those that are in lack, um, those that are, are downtrodden and sad. God, we pray that you would make a way. I don't know way for them to touch their hearts, their lives, be their comforter, O oh God, in this season, O oh God. And we just thank you and we praise you right now for who you are, God, in our lives, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. I wanted to take a moment to talk about remembering that hope means being healthy, being an overcomer, being purposed, and having and maintaining our eternal perspective. Our eternal perspective is focusing on Jesus Christ and the purpose that he placed in our lives, placed in us for us to do what he has called us to do. And so today um, we're going to um, interview a great man of God who is, an, is a teacher and an entrepreneur, and he will share with us how God has laid, laid on his heart to start his own business because we have to um, be able to survive and thrive in the world um, so God will send us into the different places in education and, and in the field, different fields so that we can be a light in the darkness. So today I welcome to the show Mr. Elijah Glenn. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So Elijah, tell us a little bit about um, from the beginning how you got started and, well, let me back up. Um, some background about yourself and then how you got started with your business. Okay. Well, background by myself, uh, I am from uh, Dallas, Texas. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I have a brother and, uh, and a sister, and we were raised by a single mom who uh, <clears throat> kind of taught us the value of hard work and what that looks like. Uh, she worked like 12-hour days um, and sent all of us to college, went to Stephen F. Austin uh, State University. Uh, in a small town called Nacogdoches, Texas, uh, where I also met my uh, my wife uh, there. <clears throat> and so and I took business classes, got my degree in business. Uh, I was a manager of uh, different different sorts, whether it's from video stores, uh, telemarketing. I did some uh, time as far as like uh, managerial uh, time in India where I lived there to, to help them kind of uh, take their business to another level. Uh, and, but I've always had a, a mindset to kind of have my own business, <clears throat> so much so that I started my own business in college, um, and it did well for a little bit, but uh, kind of got away from it because it wasn't God-centered. It was mostly uh, ill-gotten gain. Uh, I was just in it kind of trying to make money. Uh, and then 
through the course of that, um, I, I was a part of a, a ministry called Reading Army, where uh, I was like the uh, the PR person, um, took took care of all the uh, business aspects of of, of that uh, ministry, um, and then uh, I did my clothing line as well. So God kind of brought it back, and uh, then I moved back to Dallas from Nacogdoches, uh, and and and. And in the process, I was still being a teacher. Uh, I'm a math, eighth grade math teacher. I also teach at the college. Um, and uh, through that process, you know, being married, having kids, didn't have a lot of time for, for the businesses. Um, and not until, uh, you know, the things that, uh, in the world start going around as far as, uh, the, in my, from my perspective, the, uh, the mistreatment of, uh, of blacks. So, so I started researching, like, what, what is going on. And so I started uh, that led me to go back and to get my doctorate degree, uh, which I'm pursuing right now. And uh, when I started studying it, I found out uh, how how many uh, black businesses don't do well as a as a lack of you know support or knowledge or understanding of of business, which kind of got me into saying, okay, what is it that I can do to help this community or my community uh, to flourish? And and that's kind of what the birth from uh, Glenn's Pages, which is a uh, a marketing tool or magazine for uh, small businesses to kind of give their uh, their insight of what it is that they do well and trying to market that to not just black people but for everybody that uh, wants to support uh, small businesses. Uh, and so that's where that's currently like where I am now. Have a couple of other small businesses that that I'm venturing out to try to uh, you know try to have multiple streams of income. So that's where I'm at right now. Amen. And um, Elijah, can you share with us like some examples that you have um, you had seen of the mistreatment of you know the African Americans in business? So some specific examples, without I guess you know without using names, but some a okay. few examples. Well, one <clears throat> one of the examples that are um, you know they go way back not way back, but just beyond me where. Um, the Jim Crow laws, uh, the, the, you know, segregation. Um, that was the one that that kind of uh, kind of tore the, the black home, uh, not home, but like uh, the the uh, the community apart. But it also brought them together because that that was how we were able to learn that we needed one another. And uh, once once that happened, uh, then it was torn apart uh, because they seen that it was flourishing so much. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Greenwood, Oklahoma where they, they call it the Black Wall Street, where they it was like one of the most flourishing uh, communities in America. I mean, they were even giving money to uh, to the stock market. That's how uh, wealthy that they were. And that's one then just kind of moving to, to recent, like, you know, the crash in 2008, uh, the housing market uh, study showed that a lot of the, the, the homes that were uh, foreclosed on or <clears throat> just kind of, taken up from the predatory loans was a lot of minorities. Uh, so that specifically was a, a, a way that uh, it set us generations back because, um, as you, you, you may know, that uh, having a home is the first start to kind of creating your wealth, you know. And uh, when they took that away, that opportunity away at that particular point in time, it kind of, kind of set us back. So those are the, some of the two that, are, uh, that come to mind. Wow, um, 
extent, it's amazing that you said that because I was thinking the same thing with the housing market recently, and I have um, heard about and just kind of read a little bit about the Black Wall Street. Um, okay. But um, remembering, because I live here in Georgia, and it was huge. Um, yeah. Here in Georgia, and actually, to be honest, I was my husband and I were one of the victims of it and so um it's it's amazing that um we you know that things like that are still happening and people are deliberately doing it to um harm us to bring harm to us and and cause people to you know lose their homes and things like that and um but we know you know god is still able to keep us but my other question um, my other question for you is, do you also um, talk to or um, do any kind of workshops or anything with African Americans with um, dealing with um, either building wealth or managing um, money or um, oh, okay. helping to manage their their funding, oh, yeah. their money? Yeah, I got you. Um, <clears throat> I don't do a workshop or anything, but I, I have a, a pretty large family. My grandmother had eight kids, uh, so and uh, all, all her her kids, uh, you know, had kids, which are my cousins. And so, I, I kind of uh, indirectly influence the culture, or directly influence the culture, however the way you put, uh, you put it, uh, by trying to talk to my family. You know, as far as like uh, how important it is to whether it's to save or to even to start a business. Um, uh, so, but I also, uh, in, in connections with a lot of my friends, they are business owners. So we, we have uh, conversations about, like, how should we do our business? Uh, <clears throat> and one of those things is that you want to have a mentor. You want to have a, a, a team that's not always about the yeses. Uh, you want to have a team that's going to give you a, a solid uh, opinion or, uh, or statement that kind of influences uh, the direction of your company. Uh, I also, you know, on Facebook, I'm always trying to uh, influence uh, people in general. Uh, I want to influence my culture mostly, uh, uh, but at the same time, I don't. I don't want to like uh, think. I don't want people to think that I'm not wanting any other ethnicity group to to flourish as well, right? And so that's those are a couple of things that I do. So to just be more specific, I I talk to my mom. I talk to my brothers, my sisters. I mean, people even come to me from my family to even have not necessarily a workshop, but a sit down and how do I budget? And so one of the ways that I, I tell them is that I use Dave Ramsey. Uh, I use his uh, his methods. My, me and my wife we use his methods. Uh, also, listen to uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Boyce, uh, who's a financial expert, uh, and then I just kind of just pass along the information that's been given to me. Uh, the teachers at my school. Uh, I talked I talk to them about trying to, uh, you know, whether it's not if it's not starting a business, but it's about saving and investing. Uh, matter of fact, one of the teachers came to me. Uh, she asked me about uh, starting a business about tutoring, and so I just kind of kind of educated her on where to start. And you know, and uh, one of the first places to start is kind of educating yourself about that business to see if it's going to be a productive means of of financial wealth. Because if it's over if it's overcrowded and you don't have a, a better means or a better idea than the one that's there, then yours is not going to do well at all. So that's kind of like where I start. That's good. I, um, thank you for sharing that. And um, my other question is, how do you, as a believer, 
and in the business world. Uh, maintain your integrity and also be an influence to other business owners. Oh, okay. Well, as a believer, uh, <clears throat> I don't see any other way to to do business other than to have integrity. I mean, uh, for me, they're not they're, they're they're not mutually. I mean, they're together. Like, there's not a a separation of the two. Me being a believer is me being having integrity. So, um, if if there's a situation where I feel like I'm I'm wrong um, in, in doing the business or Making a transaction, then I let well, I let uh, the customer know, like you know, that was my fault. Like there was a uh, a person that recently bought uh, a T-shirt from me, and uh, the system did not uh, give her the uh, the discount that that she was supposed to get. And so when she when she reached out to me and let me know that, I immediately went to go research it, seeing that that was true, uh, and then I refunded the money that uh, that was. That was hers, you know. So to to make sure that uh, the customer knows that I'm here to make sure that you get what it is that you you have asked for, and also what it is that I said that I was going to do for you. And as it relates to other businesses, <clears throat> I talk I talk to um, uh, different individuals. I have a a guy, a friend that's a, a defense attorney, and we talk about that all the time. Like, how is it that you're able to? Um, uh, defend someone that more than likely will is considered guilty, uh, and you may know that they're guilty. How do you defend that person? And, and, and he always tells me it's just a matter of making sure that I'm doing what God has told me to do, being led by the Holy Spirit, and being very sensitive to uh, to that. And, and the only way to be be very aware of the Holy Spirit is to actually, you know, dwell with Him, as the Scripture says, meaning to. Uh, to read your scriptures, you got to be praying. Uh, you got to be in a constant mode of what is it that you're wanting me to do, Holy Spirit? Not what would I gain from this, but how can you get the glory from this? So, uh, as I when, whenever I'm having a conversation with a an individual, even if they're not in the business, I'm always trying to tell them that we got to have integrity. Even as a school teacher, I mean, because it's very easy not to have integrity in in, in the particular uh, <clears throat> environment that I'm in. Uh, recently, there there's uh, uh, what is it a, uh, a a camp that we went to, a workshop that we went to, and and nobody was going to check your hours. You know, you could just write on there that you you took 18 hours and never showed up. And uh, and for me, I know that I answered to God, and I was like, I'm not going to do that because um, <laughs> I answered to God, right? And so the other teachers, they were like, Well, I got 18 hours in. in uh, and so they they said, uh, well, well, with, with with Mr. Glenn, he didn't, you know, he had this integrity thing. So, uh, so just knowing that I was able to even, even in that moment of individuals that would not necessarily be believers, they see that I am trying to hold my standards uh, up, even in the midst of them. So I try to not just influence uh, business owners, but I try to influence uh, the teachers as well. That was that's powerful because um you made me think back even as an educator the same thing you know even with all the the state um, requirements and test scores and things like that you may find right. other um, teachers that you know may say or do different things and um one of my examples was you know somebody asking me to sign them in and I was like uh no I can't do that you know so. Right. 
Um, it's just things that they perceive as small, but we know that God is watching us and we have to give an account. And um, so many times, you know, we encounter where, you know, people may say it don't take all of that. And we know because yeah. the word yeah. says it does take all of that. Plus yeah, absolutely, right. So, right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's absolutely. amazing. That, We're um, accountable at all times, yeah. Um, that's that's amazing. And also the other thing um, I wanted to ask is, what are your specific products that you um, offer? And do you? Oh, okay. And that's to all black-owned businesses. And I know sometimes people don't think about authors are businesses, but also to authors as well. Oh yeah, I offer. <clears throat> what I offer with Glenn Pages is an opportunity for for businesses to advertise whatever their product is. <clears throat> as you say, like authors, uh, artists. Uh, bloggers, uh, anything that that you are trying to do to uh, to expand your brand, or even if it's trying to expand the gospel, you know that's what I'm trying to cater to. Because what I found was in in, uh, in doing my studies or whatever is that there's not a lot of places that are reasonably priced where uh, anybody, let alone black businesses, can. Uh, can get their, their their ideas out or their marketing out. And also, uh, n- not to mention, there are a lot of black businesses that come to, to market. However, we're the, we're the fastest to get into business, but we're also the fastest to get out of business. And uh, one of the reasons why is because of lack of capital, which means because of the lack of capital really comes from, uh, you know, not being able to market. So that's one of the things, that's one of the main things I do. Uh, also, uh, I'm working with a company called uh, VTEX uh, Marketing, where I'm able to help people, uh, you know, with their taxes uh, come tax season. Uh, I can even help them start a business and, and get into the tax uh, tax industry, which is a, like a $16 billion industry. Uh, so I'm willing to help people with that as well. Uh, and then I also have my clothing line, which is uh, it's all about Jesus. And it uh, it stands for uh, the Jesus stands for just eliminating Satan using saints. Uh, so I, I'm trying to, like I said before, I have um, a couple different businesses that I have that, because I want to make sure that my family is well taken care of, uh, and also that I don't necessarily have to to continue to work for anybody. But at the same time, I can help others the, uh, with, with, as I, I become an entrepreneur even further along. So the different things that I do is, is helping people advertise, helping people get their taxes situated, as well as, you know, uh, something to wear while they do both of those things. Amen. Amen. Um, and I had a, um, another question real quick. How do you, um, like, for example, with an author as an entrepreneur, because I assist authors, but I'm also an author myself, um, okay. How do you like? What advice would you give to an author as an entrepreneur? Okay, what advice would I give to an author as an entrepreneur? Uh, one of the things that I think so that that's utilized uh, often uh, is is social media, but specifically the part of social media that is un not untapped but not utilized enough is uh, LinkedIn. <clears throat> building a net a network within there and, and, and LinkedIn because there's a lot of professionals and there's more professionals are reading and I'm when I say professionals I'm not talking about like uh, that they have a necessarily a a lawyer or a doctor I'm saying someone that is 
career-oriented, uh, goal-centered um, mindset. And so LinkedIn would be a, a very good way to uh, market the, the book to people that are going to read because a lot of people don't read nowadays <clears throat> uh, books entirely. I would suggest that they also try to get a, their book to be uh, audibly read because there are people that would like to, to re, may like to read the book, but they don't have time. And so if you would be able to uh, make it to where it's an audio book, I think that would be very helpful uh, to, to that author. Uh, and then also just uh, continue to, you know, uh, build the clientele in the sense of just talking to people. As you talk to people, you know, uh, you may have to give a free book every now and then. I know how hard that is. Uh, then also going to small workshops. I mean, there's business workshops all over. Getting connected with a uh, chamber of commerce, and you can be a member of more than one, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be in your city. Okay, uh, I know one that's really good here in uh, in, in Dallas area is uh, the Arlington Chamber of Commerce, Charles Jackson, who helped me a lot, uh, and just he's just very willing to give you whatever information that he has because he wants you to do well. Uh, so those are just a few things that I, I, would, I would recommend for um, an author who's a business person. Thank you for sharing that. And also, um, how can, if one of the authors or anyone else in business um, connect with you um, to get some advertisement in your magazine online, how can they um, contact you? Absolutely. They can contact me by calling me if they want to, 214-577-5092. Uh, they can also email me at glennpages1 at gmail.com. That's glennpages1 at gmail.com. So how you spell that is G-L-E-N-N-S-P-A-G-E-S-1 at gmail.com. Hey, man, and thank you for sharing, um, and I just pray um, blessings. I know as believers we have to, you know, walk by faith. And uh, one of the scriptures um, that, you know, just continues um, to come to mind and just I continue to think about as connecting with believers in business because um, God is sending, you know, believers my way because um in the secular world, it's just totally different the way people do business. Yes. Um, sure. And so, and I even found where um, I went to a, a grant writing workshop, and the lady was telling me that I needed to take Christ off of my um, the Hoping yeah. Christ uh, book club, and I and you know I told her I, I'm not going to do that, you know, right. to receive funding. So some of those things, you know, we're starting to see. We know um, our hope is in him, and so um, thank you for being a believer in the light and also helping, you know, in our community because even um, I just see so much around me where as African-Americans ourselves, we have to be um, educated more and, yeah. and also um, come together more. That's one of the things for I've sure. been saying, coming together more. So I'm going to close sure. out in Mm-hmm. That's that's a um one a number one thing we have to do instead of fighting against each other. Um so often. So I'm gonna close out in prayer and um did you wanna share anything else before we close? 
just I just really appreciate the opportunity to uh, you know talk to uh, more people. I thank you for reaching out to me, uh, and I, I pray that uh, God blesses your endeavors as well. And definitely know that uh, when when you have Him in it, then it doesn't matter what other people think about it. Amen. Amen. And we're going to close out in prayer. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for today. We thank you for your man of God. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that you would bless his hands, oh God, his family and cover and keep him, Lord. And we pray, Lord God, that you would bless him a hundredfold in his business, oh God, in his classroom, God, as we continue to minister your truth indirectly to your young people, God. We thank you and we praise you, God, for those that are listening. We pray, Lord God, that you would draw them by your spirit to the podcast and, Lord God, and to your word that they will hear your voice and a stranger they won't follow. Father, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And I'm going to leave you all with this scripture, Romans 1 and 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. And to my listeners, be blessed and continue to hope in Christ.